Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team. This is A's Cast Live, your comprehensive look at the Oakland Athletics. And the pitch is swung on, hit the right field, hit deep. Whitefield going back at the track over his head and over the wall. Do you believe that? And 29 other MLB clubs. Ramirez with a drive to deep right, away back, go! Go, hey! It's a bomb out Boy, oh boy, this third inning is now showtime. It is a judgy in blast. All rise. Here comes the judge. Join us as we take you inside the baseball universe. From humidors to spin rates to game-changing moments, we have you covered. Spend your afternoon with us next from the town, only on A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend. Happy opening day. Is it opening day? It's 4 o'clock. It feels like it's opening day, like we're starting on the road. Well, a week from now. And this is the first show of the year. It's 4 o'clock. It's not 11 o'clock. It's not 1 o'clock first pitch. It's 6 o'clock first pitch. We got the Rangers, right? Yeah, Rangers tonight, which, fitting, you know, looks like it's an ALS showdown already, and we're not even in the regular season. Well, bring it on. Rangers tonight. Bring it on. Here's how Cactus League finishes. Rangers tonight. All right. The Southsiders tomorrow. Oh, we don't like them. Brew Crew Sunday. That's a or that's, Saturday. That's that that goes back to our AL AL uh, battles back in the day. <laughs> uh, Brew Crew Saturday. Bring on Robin Yount. <laughs> I, when do you think? Where is Paul Molitor and Cecil Cooper? I think of Raleigh Fingers. That's how. That's somewhere I go back. Harvey's Wallbangers. <laughs> uh, and then I got you got the Giants in the uh, exhibition series Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Saturday and Sunday. No, sorry, Sunday and Monday. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Sunday, <laughs> I mean, I've been getting called. Ken Korak, the Hall of Famer, the voice of your Oakland Athletics, called me today. People are getting ready. It's like, hey, what are we doing Sunday? Sunday, we are doing the extended version of the pregame show. We are ready to rock. I, I was told it's just uh, the pregame, no postgame, both days. No postgame? No post. Just pregame, both days. And it's going to be the new format for pregame. It's going to be uh, the 40-minute pregame. 833-625-2278. Give Rob- me a call. Robert Koss is in the studio now if you want to talk to someone. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what my favorite is? Is when th- someone will throw a shot at me. Well, you just talked for 20 minutes and didn't take a phone call because you just want to hear yourself think. <laughs> oh, that that's exact. You know what? You're right. 
I literally have already done a talk show. I've already done a pregame show, sat around for three hour, three and a half hours and watched a baseball game, and now I want to do 20, 20 minutes by myself at a postgame show without taking a phone call because I want more of me and less of you. Seems logical, but it's not correct. No. It's because no one's called in yet. Yeah, if I do 20 minutes in a postgame show and no one, and, I, and I haven't taken a phone call, let me tell you, I'm out on an island by myself. And these these jokers will be talking about, oh, you know, Townie just wants to hear himself talk. Townie's, oh, really? That's what it is. I've only been working all day. Now I now I, I need more talking time. No. 833-625-2278 starting Thursday. Starting Thursday. Put it in your phone. Yummy you know people will, like, reach out being, what's the number again? I get a lot of those questions on our a- Athletics yes. Cast 24 Twitter as well. 833-625-2278. All right. couple things we need to get to. Because this will be the last show. This is my last spring training shirt. I've been wearing all my spring training shirts from this year. You like the gecko on it? I do. I, I noticed that when you put it on. This is the last spring training shirt. This is it. Because the box is in. Link Soul, our new clothing sponsor, will be Link Soul from here on out. Whenever you see us, we'll be wearing Link Soul. Link Soul. Go to their website, linksoul.com. They are the premier clothing, just not for golf, but they are in the business, uh, as you see a lot of PGA Tour players now wearing their clothing. But it is, it's about style. It's about whether you're going to the beach, you're going out to dinner. It's, it's, it's polos, it's sweatshirts, it's sweaters, it's T-shirts, it's pants, it's swim trunks. It is flat out great clothing. It's going in style. Their fabrics are second to none. This is this is high end, baby. Linksold.com, our new sponsor. We got the box today. Uh, the clothing I've worn it before, but now to be a part of, of Linksold, knowing the type of put it this way. And you're like, Townsend, Link Soul, who wears Link Soul? You know who wears Link Soul and you see it all the time, you just don't know it, is Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr wears Link Soul clothing, polos, T-shirts, in his post-game pressers. You see it on NBC Sports Bay Area. Once you start seeing our logo that we're going to be wearing, the Link Soul logo, you'll start to realize, oh, damn. Steve Kerr's been wearing that for years. They send boxes to Steve Kerr every year, and Steve Kerr wears it. If it's good enough for Steve Kerr and it's good enough for Commander Cody, it's good enough for you. Linksold.com. Happy to have them on board for the 2023 season. Uh, I appreciate the. Uh, I, mean, I have a whole new wardrobe now. I mean, you got a whole new. You got polos, sweaters, sweat, and I got to tell you, I got I got out early today to play golf. It was a little windy out earlier. I I realized something. It's going to be a cold start of the season. It's supposed to be less under 60 degrees next week. As of right now, Thursday in Oakland, it's, it's going to be gonna like 59. Be, it's going to be. You know, we're going to, just to give you a little heads up of how it works on the field for Ace Cast Live, we're good until the sun goes over the Coliseum. And once the sun goes away, the temperature drops like 15 degrees. So we're going to have some nice sweaters we're going to be wearing early on in the season because <laughs> it is going to be cold. 
As long as it's not like it was in Arizona, I think I'm, we'll be okay. Where it was windy and then rainy and then, hey, I'll take the last day we had. When the we were wind, there. Windy, it was like a hurricane. It was like 70-mile-an-hour yeah. winds. Yeah, I remember we were watching that flag whip around and we're like, well, it's probably. Literally, on. Paul Blackburn and, and Nick Allen are shivering out there with us. We're all bundled up going, hey, yeah, spring training. It's great to be here in Mesa, Arizona. It was nicer in January when we were there for fancy camp. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I don't have my computer in front of me, but we want to honor somebody right now before we get into that because there's a few things that we need to get into. We're breaking down the Rangers today. Uh, we'll be going to Rangers camp, and Rangers have spent a lot of money. They're in. Three-quarters of a billion the last two off-seasons. They're in it. They're in it, they're, they're in it to be a part of it. So uh, they're going to be an interesting – are you buying or selling Rangers? So. All right. Um, but before we do that, get my man on baseball reference, Jed Lowry. Jed Lowry, Stanford. We've had him on the show plenty of times. He has been really, really good to me over the years. I was his first A's interview. And to me, Jed Lowry was a great A. He was a great Oakland athletic. A lot of talent come out of Stanford. Everybody knew it, just couldn't stay healthy. But you know where he stayed healthy? Oakland. And the best years of his life. So, met his wife at Stanford. I mean, obviously, going to Stanford in college. And, and then his best years as a baseball player. I mean, the best years of his life have been in Oakland, been in the Bay Area, Palo Alto and Oakland. Jed Lowry was a baller for us. And, you know, I, I, I don't think he'll get into the A's Hall of Fame. I do like – I'm actually going to salute the Giants. How about that? Mark the tape. I'm actually going to say something positive about the Giants. I do like their Wall of Fame. Right? I mean, there's there's guys that, you know, you're not giving a statue to. You're not retiring the number. You're not putting them in your Hall of Fame. But they're really good players, and they should be honored. That's Jed Lowry. Jed Lowry was a extra base hitting machine for the Oakland Athletics. He's got the record for most doubles in a season at 49. How many doubles did he have as a net? You just had it up. Seven years for the A's. How many doubles did he have? With the A's, Jed Lowry had 205 doubles. That's a ton of doubles, man. Yeah. 77 dingers and 205 doubles from a guy who played shortstop and then second base. Hell, he even played third at times when don't, Bob Melvin needed it. Don't sell him short on the 10 triples either. 10 triples? Yeah. Jeez. Jed, how many times did I say in, in the postgame show? I would say... Jed Lowry, bat him third, switch hitter, extra base hitting machine. I, I, That's the one thing. Like, Bob Melvin could show up every day and go, Jed Lowry. Everybody else who knew. But there was a time for playoff teams that Jed Lowry was your middle-of-the-order hitter. And was he great defensively? No. But I'll tell you what. Yeah, you weren't asking them to be uh... – Roberto Alomar at second. Nope. He didn't hurt you. He didn't make errors. I mean, I mean Jed Lowry to me, and, and, and who he was, right? Jed Lowry was the type of A that 
really cerebral. You had the crazy guys, right? Where you know, a lot of our friends are retiring. Josh Reddick's retiring. Um, but Reddick was crazy. Johnny Gomes had to rein him in. I mean, he was crazy. He had some crazy guys, and we love the crazy guys. Remember back in the day, uh, in the early two thousands, late nineties, where they talked about the 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 Athletics Clubhouse was like it's like a frat house. Yeah, it's crazy. Jed Lowry was not that guy. Jed Lowry was the real cerebral guy. Jed Lowry was the guy, the veteran player that anybody could go to. And you could ask about a lot of different things. Jed Lowry helped a lot of players with stuff away from the field, let alone behind the cage. He'd sit behind the cage and watch guys hit, pull guys aside. Hey, man, why don't you, you know, hey, what are you thinking here, you know? As cage a, a, whisperer, as Vince Catronio called him. Cage whisperer. That's what Vince called him, cage whisperer. But he was also a whisperer off the field. Sometimes, and that's the stuff that we don't, that doesn't end up on athlete, OaklandAthletics.com. That doesn't end up on A's Cast, A's Cast Live. You know, that's not ending up in the Chronicle or on Twitter. The conversations, when we're all not there, the conversations on the buses, the conversations on the planes, the con- you know, these older guys help the younger guys. They help them with finances. They help them with with relationships. They help you. you know, Jed Lowry was a rock. He was a great A, and I'm not overselling this. I mean, we didn't do a Jed Lowry. Jed was always good to us. We didn't have, like, a Jed Lowry show. This is not, this is, I like Jed Lowry a lot, but what I'm trying to tell you has nothing to do with personal. I think he's a hell of a guy. I think he's a great husband, parent, salt-of-the-earth kind of guy. But as a baseball player for the Oakland Athletics, Jed Lowry was a baller. I have two highlights for you from Jed. One's audio, one's video. Let's do the audio one first. But can, can we can we just go over the doubles real quick? Just to give people an eye. No Oakland Athletic. Not Reggie, not Ricky, not Giambi, not Canseco. Not, I mean, you name me the greatest offense, not Tejada. Uh, you think of the greatest, Chavi, you think of the greatest. Cespedes. Uh, uh, Cespedes, my guy, J.D. Now, J.D., see, J.D.'s a guy that I'll overlook some things because I love J.D. <laughs> J.D. True. was my guy, but he was a terrific gay. Matt Olson. Matt Olson, Matt Olson had a lot of doubles and dingers. Matt Chapman, like you, you. Marcus Simeon, Marcus, Marcus Simeon had arguably the greatest year of an Oakland athlete. Yeah. So was that twenty? You could say Marcus. Sim- you go numbers for numbers. Marcus Simeon had the greatest year of any Oakland athletic. It was a good year, and you can go back to Philly. Probably the only guy that had a better overall. Uh, and he wouldn't even say overall because he didn't. He he wasn't the athlete. Jim, you got to go back to Double X. Jimmy Fox might be the only guy. Canseco's forty forty was pretty amazing. Yeah, that was a big deal. Thirty four years ago, pretty amazing. In, in a year where you're winning the division, you're not in last place like Bonds and A Rod when they did. It. Oh, oh well, and Soriano were they in last? They, place? they weren't very good either. I mean, but I know for a fact Giants were in last place when he did it. But still, it's amazing. Go forty forty. Um, but Jed Lowry. I mean, think about it. 49 doubles in a season. 49. Give me his doubles. It, it's it's shocking. I think it shocks people. How many doubles he had in, in, per year? Go, go down the years with the A's, his big years. Uh, he had 45 his first year in 2013. 45. And then he hit 29. And then he had. Yeah, but the year he had 29, he had a bunch of RBIs and bombs, right? Nope, 1650. 
Uh, then he had uh, then he had 49 when he came back in 2017. Oh, I'm thinking about 18. Yeah, 18. He hit uh, 37 doubles, but he hit 23 homers and drove in 99. He's your second baseman, 23 home runs, 99 RBIs, and oh, yes, he's an all-star. And then in 2021, he hit uh, 28 doubles, but he also hit 14 home runs and drove in 69 at age 37. Jed Lowry was a player. A- am I overselling this? No. The numbers speak. Look at his – Look at the year. He's 34 years old. He hits 267, 23 bombs, 99 RBIs, has an 801 OPS. He's your second baseman, and he's an all-star. I mean, Jed Lowry played for the A's three different times, and every time he played for the A's, he stayed healthy and he's productive. Let's honor the man. He was a terrific A. Yeah, and uh, quick spoiler, we're gonna we're actually going to talk to Jed tomorrow. He'll be on the show tomorrow. That's what we do here yeah. on Ace Cast Live. Let's play this video. This is Jed Lowry's walk-off home run in 2021 versus Emmanuel Classe of the then Cleveland Indians. Crazy to look and see. Whoops. Uh, who's the best closer in the game right now? Emmanuel Classe. And when you said, for you said formally, he's still there. They're now the, the Guardians. Guardians. Yes. That's why I said then Cleveland Indians. Yeah, you kind of went. What? Well, I thought he was. No, Classe. Yeah. He's he's pretty Something good. Happened? That kid's pretty good. I think yeah. I think he's going to be all right in his career. I think he's going to be uh, somebody I want to pick up in our fantasy draft. Yeah, uh, that's this weekend. Everybody else, though, I'm taking strike throwers and batting average. I had one already, and uh, Stephen Kwan is on my team. He's actually my starting one of my starting outfielders. All right. Uh, so Jed, tom- Jed tomorrow will be probably we'll probably get him around twelve thirty. Next, you said you had a. Oh, oh yeah. the other the other one is a radio highlight of Vince Catronio when Jed broke the doubles record that I went back and found. There you go in 2017 awesome. versus coincidentally the Texas Rangers. Here's the two one fly ball to center. Back goes the shield, still going back over his head, and he won't get it. It's up against the wall. Around first into second with a record-breaking double is Jed Lowry. His 48th of the year breaks the tie for the Oakland franchise record with Jason Giambi, which was set in 2001. It now belongs exclusively to Jed Lowry on a double over the head of Delino to Shields. A's were losing that game, but Jed... Breaks the record. I mean, late think September. about that. Hall of Famers, Reggie Jackson, Ricky Henderson. You think of Jose Canseco. You think of Mark. You know, we said Marcus's year. We had a ton of doubles in that year. Jason Giambi. You think of all these guys. And great players. Power hitters. Power hitters with speed. I mean. He's got the most doubles in franchise history in a season, 49. That's, I mean, not many guys in the history of baseball have done that. Um, the, the last guy I remember hitting a lot of doubles, now call me, I, Lyle Overbay used to be a doubles machine. Matt Olson <laughs> hit a ton last year yeah. for the Braves. 
Yeah, we'll see what he uh, Marcus Simeon hit 43 in 2019. That's a ton. I mean, but he also, let's For see. Let's just go over Marcus's numbers. He's played in every game. Uh, he hit 43 doubles, hit 33 home runs, drove in 92, hit 285, and had an 892 OPS. Uh, did I mention incredible. he played in every game? Shortstop. Uh, Matt Olson last year for the Braves hit 44 doubles. I mean, it's a lot. Jed had 49. So congratulations to Jed Lowry on a phenomenal career. Um, I'm not going to be shocked if he's back with us. Not as a player, but I'm not going to be shocked if Jed Lowry comes back in some form or fashion. I mean, why wouldn't you want him in uniform at spring training? Why wouldn't you want – because I don't think Jed right now is going to jump to where his kid's age. We'll find out tomorrow. Jed Lowry will be here. But I don't think with his kid's age that he's going to jump right into a job. Doesn't need the money. He's made plenty of money. Uh, Wants to be around his kids. You know, we always used to talk to him about how much uh, he loves to travel. So – but I think – I think a must. I mean, that, you know what? Remind me, too, the next time we talk to David Forrest, we'll talk to him the first week of the season for the the official, official David Forrest show. Um, you know, have you thought about bringing Jed back? You know, special assistant to the, to the GM. And put him in uniform. Put him on the backfields. Fantasy him with, camp. Put him with fan. Oh, my God. Fantasy camp. Jed Lowry to fantasy? I'll play for Jed. Yeah, Jed, I mean, that's you You want him. I mean, the guy's smart. He's really, really smart, and he's been through it all. He's been through the worst. He signs that big deal with New York and only played in, what, nine games in two years? It wasn't very many. That was eating at him. So he's had the highest of the highs, the lowest of the lows. I mean, some good moments in Boston. So he had a walk off in the ALCS in 2008. I'm just saying it would be it would be great to uh, to have him still around as an Oakland Athletic. I think no question about it. Uh, a couple of things we need to get into. We're gonna have to get into um, a terrific article we've kind of been sitting on about owner and star player and ownership actually going to star player. And asking the star player what he thinks. Do we like it? Do you like it? Because some people just go, no. And then some people say, of course. Actually, a lot to get into there. And if there was an A that you'd go ask, who would it be? Think about that. Um, who we have it on here at? Uh... Uh, Jared Sandler. He's one of the Rangers bro- radio broadcasters. We've had him on before. Yeah, yeah. He'll be here at four thirty. Okay. And then the great Johnny D. And know your Rangers part two. I asked. I found better. I found different questions to ask him. Okay. <laughs> I think I know the answer to this. Um, Nolan Ryan is not the all-time strikeout leader for Texas. Is not. He is not. He is for Anaheim, though. Yes. He, the guy that's the all-time leader in strikeouts is, is the Charlie opening. Huff. Yep, Charlie Huff. I have that. You didn't think I knew that. What, what are the questions I have? Know you? your Rangers. I know my Rangers. Uh, what are the questions I have? Scott Coolbaugh, is he one of the? <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, this one. All right. If Johnny Gary can, Pettis, is ho- he one of them? Hopefully Johnny isn't listening. I have made 38 starts the past three seasons. Who am I? Ranger? He is now. 
Oh, that's not fair. That's DeGrom. <laughs> that's no your new Rangers. He has not played for the Rangers yet. He's not official. Oh, all right, see if you know this one. Doesn't he have to play for a game to be an official Ranger? Doesn't he have to participate He's, in a game? I think He's so. under contract, but, but he is, he has not technically participated in a game. He's on the He's on the roster. But he We set no boundaries with Isn't that gun. true? Don't yes. you have to play in yeah, a game to be so. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's see if you know this one. I went to the same high school as Nolan Ryan. Alvin, Texas? Yep. Alvin High School. Alvin High School. There's only two guys that ever came out of Major League Baseball that played there. This guy's Alvin, Texas. It's like like population eight people, right? It's, it's not very I don't think it's very many. I mean, the old videos you see of it when Nolan Ryan was growing up, I mean it was a it was there was like no stoplights, right? Yeah, there's I only have three questions for it, so there's one other one. So hopefully Johnny can He's get on up. the Rangers now? Currently is, yeah. No clue. Nathan Yavoldi. Nathan Yavoldi went yeah. to the same high school as Nolan Alvin Ryan. Alvin High School. The other one is who was the last Ranger to win the AL MVP award? Juan Gonzalez? Nope. Wait a minute. Pudge? Nope. Last Ranger to win uh Vlad no. Nope. Um not Chris Young. He once dropped a fly ball in the outfield. That's not he didn't win it for them. He was a Ranger? He was a Ranger when yeah. he won? That was when they were in the World Series the first year. Josh Hamilton? Yeah, let's see. That year, he was really good when he came over from Cincinnati. Who's won two MVP awards for the Texas Rangers? Pudge? No, not Pudge. Juan Gonzalez. Uh, Juan. You don't know. A Rod. I was gonna say A Rod, but he only won Who's... one. Are you sure? Then A Rod. Then A Rod won one. I think he might won two because he won three MVPs. One in New York. I don't think he ever won in Seattle. I think A Rod won two. Uh, yeah, Hamilton won 2010. He hit. 32 home runs, drove in 100, hit 359, and had a 1,044 I'll take a wild OPS. guess here. Is Rafael Palmero their all-time hit leader? I'd have to go on Or Chris Young, maybe, probably. Rafi had a ton of hits for them. All-time leader Rangers. Let's see. Oh, no. Not New York Rangers. It's probably going to be Mark Gretzky. Messier. Uh, Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> Both of them did not play there long enough. But Messier did win a title, though. Oh, he predicted it. Uh, their best war player ever was... Uh, well, you're looking, so it's, it was, I'm not even. I don't know where I'm looking. What their best war player yeah. of all time? Juan Gonzalez. You said Chris Young, but yeah, I think you meant Michael Young. Michael Young. Michael Young's the answer. Chris yes. Young's the GM. Yes, he is. <laughs> Out of Princeton, played in the tournament for who, Princeton. Who are playing in the Sweet Sixteen? The Princeton Tigers. That's correct. Okay. Um, the other thing I want to get into is I. Okay, a lot of people have been asking me opening day starter. And before we get to Jared, and let me know when we need to break. No, probably in a minute. Okay. Um, I've been sniffing around. But here's a legitimate question. You know how I feel about it, but, you know, I'm like, you know, old Space Mountain. And you have to know that WWE reference. Oh, it's not WWE. That's, that's what makes it even better. Is it WWE? It's WWE. It was TNA. TNA. In- Impact Wrestling. Yeah. They tore Space Mountain down, Ric Flair. Um, does it really matter anymore? Does it really? Does now that, let's face it, you can't have it both ways, right? Can we at least can we can we at least agree on that? You can't have it both ways, where you've degraded starting pitching. You've said wins don't matter. Record doesn't matter. Innings don't matter. Right? Yes. It's just strikeouts per nine is the number one thing you're looking at. 
So now you're going to tell me who's starting opening day is a big deal? I think when you asked me this earlier, I said I think it matters to guys like uh, if you have a Scherzer and DeGrom so now you or want, Scherzer so, Verlander. So now, so now you want you, – you want you, – you know, you want it all now. You want to pick and choose when it matters and when it doesn't. I threw out the name who I think would be the A's opening day starter. and I, Then I'll, I'll bring it up again and see if you'll really be surprised as who it is. But do you see what I'm saying? Because – if, if if our opening day starters now are projected to just go four innings, we're hoping to get five. It really doesn't. He's just it's. It used to be a big deal, right? You were the opening day starter. Yeah, you were going to pitch deep in the game. You were the guy. You're the opening day guy. We're going to get thirty plus starts out of you. You're the guy. Lead. You're the lead horse in the rotation. Now, so it's like you want your cake and eat it too. You want to tell me it doesn't matter, but it does matter? When does it matter? When does it matter? I don't know the rules anymore. I don't think anyone knows the rules anymore. And by the way, um, has baseball gotten into the cancel culture world? It's amazing how people have flipped out about stuff that's been said about Otani and Trout in the WBC. It's amazing. Like, a lot of hate. Like, can we all just settle down? (laughs) I mean, seriously. Are these guys really not above reproach at all? You can't say you say anything bad, and it's like fire him. That guy should lose his job. Like in sports, really. But coming up next, we will get back to who we think. I've I've I I I, I have at least found out two guys who won't be. Yeah, most likely. No, they won't be. Yeah. Possibly so, three. I know two guys yeah, that sure. won't be for sure. Opening day starter. But coming up next. Know your Rangers right here on A's Cast Live. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. This is Chris Towns, and there are two things that are a must for me, comfort and style. Whether I'm playing golf, going to dinner, I've got to have the right feel. That's why I've partnered with Link Soul, and you're going to love Link Soul. They have just released their new spring line, new fabrics for their polos, lightweight and perfect for technical performance. Link Soul also has new styles for their layers and hoodies with cool prints and seasonal colors. You know what they say in the big leagues, look good, play good. Go to LinkSoul.com. That's LinkSoul.com. It's that time of the year. Single game tickets are now on sale for the 2023 season. Secure your tickets for some of the biggest matchups, fireworks, drone shows, giveaways, and more. From opening weekend against the Angels to the 50th reunion of the 1973 World Series team, unique giveaways like Pit Viper glasses. There is so much happening at the ballpark this season. Don't miss out on other homestands as we take on the Giants, Padres, Yankees, Cubs, and Braves. Visit athletics.com slash tickets to get yours now. That's athletics.com slash tickets. Streaming from the town, A's Cast Live continues with Chris Townsend. And Jared joins us now here on A's Cast Live. Thank you for coming on the program once again. How are you? Hey, Chris. It's great uh, great to see you. I'm doing great. Uh, I actually get a fly out 
tomorrow morning. I will be on a flight in 12 hours, and uh, I'm excited to go home and get the season going. How are you doing? I, You know, this is our first show. We've been doing all these shows at 11 o'clock. You know, we're doing a show at 4 o'clock with a 6 o'clock. It start, doesn't this kind of feel like, wow, this actually feels a little bit like a real game. We know it's getting close. We're, get, we're getting into a rhythm. And, you know, we, uh, we're we seeing pitchers actually go deeper into games. And, uh, you know, I know at least for the Rangers tonight, it's a, a pretty representative lineup. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty exciting. And, you know, for the Rangers, it's been, gosh, uh, probably since 2016, uh, at least for me, that was the last time we broke camp and thought, hey, you know, they could be playing for something. I know, you know, the A's have had some really good teams, uh, you know, in the time between now and, and back then. Uh, I still think about that 2020 A's team in the shortened season. It's kind of hoping uh, they would have uh, done a little more damage against the Astros in the postseason. Yeah. But, you know, the Rangers haven't had that. They haven't had any yeah. teams that have had, you know, a legitimate threat. And, you know, I think there's a lot of optimism and excitement. So there's a little extra, a uh, little extra energy leaving camp. You know, it. I think people knew what was going on the last few years and understood that it was a process, but it still felt like a little bit of a dead man walking off a plank the minute you left camp. You know, you weren't really, you weren't really flying back home to go play for something. And I think that feeling has uh, re-energized a lot of people this year. Well, first and foremost, uh, give our best to Eric Nadell, the great Hall of Famer, who's come on this show many of times. Who I know is not doing well health-wise. He, he means so much to that franchise, to all you guys there, especially the broadcast crew, a Ford C. Frick Award winner. So give him our best because he is such a special man. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I, I speak with Eric every day, um, you know, either by phone or text. And uh, he got a lot of people uh, who, who reached out yesterday. And um, I know it meant a lot to him. And, uh, you know, he's uh, he's – trying his hardest, you know, it's one of those things, you know, when you're dealing with, with mental health challenges, you can try really hard and that doesn't necessarily help, but he's doing everything he can. And, uh, I know a lot of people, uh, you know, obviously on our side are in his corner and, um, you know, we hope to have him back as soon as possible. So there, there obviously is a lot of reasons to be excited. If you're a Texas Rangers fans, I felt so bad for Ranger fans, you open up this new ballpark and then it's COVID, so you're not able to have everybody in there. You you never got a chance to have that honeymoon. And, it, and you know, just it is what it is. I felt bad for Ranger fans, but, you know, you got a team that's going for it. You're spending a lot of money. Bruce Bochy is now the manager. Like, like what, what what's the one thing when you say, you know what, people are suit de Grom's here. I mean, what, what what's the thing people are super excited about? Well, Ranger fans really have not, I don't want to say never, but I I don't think Rangers fans really can point to a time where they've had an outstanding rotation. Uh, maybe the early 70s teams, you know, they had statistically a really good rotation. There have obviously been some really good pitchers who have come through, like Nolan Ryan, Ferguson Jenkins, and, you know, more recently, you Darvish and Cliff Lee and Cole Hamels. And the teams in 10 and 11 that went to the World Series, they had good pitching. You know, Cliff Lee just hit another gear in the playoffs. But I don't think their rotations were anything close to what the Rangers have right now. And, you know, these guys are all healthy right now, and that's the key, uh, keeping them healthy. But uh, this is, I think a lot of people would tell you, this is the best rotation the Rangers have ever had going into a season. Uh, And, uh, you know, obviously the organization hasn't been around for 100 years, but – 
you know, we're, we're beyond 50 years. And so uh, it was tough for the Rangers to recruit pitching in the old ballpark, you know, whether it was the heat or just the fact it was a, you know, extreme hitters park with a jet stream. Uh, they're in a new park now. And I don't think Jacob deGrom signs a contract with the Rangers if they were going to be pitching in a hundred degree heat uh, for, you know, three and a half months out of the season. And, you know, you give up a, a fly ball off the end of the bat. And if it sits to right field, you're in trouble. It's going to be a home run. Uh, and so I think it's just exciting for people that they're now in a position to attract good pitching, great pitching. Uh, and if they can keep these guys healthy, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun knowing that every night you go to the ballpark, you're going to have a, a really good chance of having the better starting pitcher in a given starting pitching matchup. Now, I haven't traveled with the team since before COVID, so I haven't, I've haven't. i only been to the old ballpark. Uh, just watching whether it was the playoffs, the World Series, now Ranger games, it seems very fair. If not, would you call it a pitcher's park? Yeah, I think I think fair is is the perfect way to characterize it because there are times like in the the postseason in 2020. So it's funny, I, the regular season in 2020, we we're all oh this is a big time pitchers park. I think what we didn't realize that the Rangers weren't very good and offensively they weren't very good. So <laughs> and, they weren't scoring a lot of runs and, and we were using a different goals. baseball in 2022. What's oh that's <laughs> true? Yes, yes. But then in the postseason, you know the Braves and the Padres. I mean they were just you know, hitting home runs left and right, uh, the ball definitely carries more when the roof's open than when it's closed. But I would say it's fair. Um, I think in the summer months, even though it's you're playing predominantly indoors from uh, early to mid-May until probably September, uh, we do notice that there's a little more carry when the roof is closed in the summer than when the roof is closed in colder temperatures. Uh, but I, I'd say that, yeah, I think fair with a little bit of a leaning towards Towards being a pitcher's park, but it is definitely not an extreme pitcher's park. Like I think some people uh, characterized it in 2020 and, and, you know, first impression stick. So I think people heard that and there's still people I'll see writers write a story and, and mention how, you know, and it, it's an extreme pitcher's park and it's just not, uh, it is kind of in the middle and some years it might lean a little bit hitter friendly based on the lineup. Uh, but I think you know, everything, all, uh, all things being equal, it probably leans a little bit to the pitcher side, but not much. When you talk about Bruce Bochy, you talk about leadership, somebody that's been there, done that, obviously three world titles with the San Francisco Giants. He took the Padres to the World Series back in 1998. Now that you've gotten to be around him, just talk about what the experience has been like and how he's changing the organization. Yeah, I mean, and I didn't get a chance to hear this, but, you know, every every camp, I'm sure you kind of get a, a, a opening statement or, or speech from the, the manager. And apparently the speech that Bruce Bochy gave left players wanting to start the season right then and there. Uh, it, it really fired people up. And if you just talk to him casually, you know, he's he doesn't move super well. He's had, you know, double <laughs> knee replacement surgery. And, uh, you know, he's he'll you ask him a question, he'll think about it and. Uh, but I, I wouldn't take maybe slow actions as someone who's just not with it. He is incredibly sharp. It's been honestly for me, just geeking out. It's been a ton of fun listening to him answer a lot of the questions that he gets tossed every day, just the way he thinks through things. And then talking to the players, I mean, the players, you know, first of all, there's a ton of respect, right? You know, a guy like Bruce Bochy walks into a clubhouse, uh, their skins on the wall. 
But I think what's really been interesting is all these guys talk about how funny he is and how engaging he is and how much they've enjoyed being around him, which is something maybe, you know, a younger manager might have a leg up on just kind of being more with it. And I don't think anyone would mistake Bruce Bochy for being hip or, uh, you know, with the times and, and some of the pop culture stuff that, you know, your, your average 27 year old baseball player would be, but he's really sharp and he's, he's witty and he's quick. And, uh, I think it's been cool to see how he connects with players who are a lot younger than he is. Uh, and, you know, this coming after a three-year hiatus. Uh, and I think just from a, you know, a, a success or something that could translate on the field into in terms of success, you know, he's really harped on the fundamentals. And I know people will say, oh, these are major league players. The fundamentals should not be something they need to worry about. And I guess, you know, if that's your opinion, that's fine. I watched a ball club last year that struggled mightily with the fundamentals, be it yes. on the bases, yeah. in the field. It's not it's not just, hey, fielding a routine ground ball. It's, hey, in, in this situation, in a snap second, am I going to make the right decision on where to throw the ball? Or when there's a runner at third, I mean, there's a game, Chris, that stands out right at the beginning of when the Rangers began a tailspin. They were down one in the eighth inning in Baltimore, and they had a runner at third and one out, and the infield was back, and there was a ground ball hit to second, and the runner at third did not go home. And I spoke to someone in the organization about that, and they just said, we don't do a good job, or we did not do at that time a good job of really harping on the fundamentals. And it was a coach who took accountability, said, hey, that's on us, because our players are not prepared to execute the fundamentals. And it's one thing to know it in spring training, uh, when you get the lights shining down and 40,000 people, you're going to make the right decision. Uh, and I think that's been a big focal point for Bruce Bochy and just the coaching staff in this camp that hopefully will help the Rangers uh, coming off a season, in which they had the worst record in major league history in one run games and, and trying to turn that around. Let's end on this. To me, the Rangers got a puncher's chance because they got offense. I mean, Marcus Simeon, who, to us, is one of the greatest guys who have ever played this game. He's salt of the earth human. Seager can swing it. Lowe can swing it. They're going to score some runs. So talk about the offense. If you do get the pitching, you know the offense is going to be there for you. Yeah, and, you know, even though the team was really poor last year, I, I think some people maybe forgot that they had a, I think it was like the fifth or sixth ranked lineup in, in the American League in terms of runs per game, which isn't – listen, no one is going to look at last year's lineup and say, hey, this is – Man, a great lineup. Pitchers are scared to go through. Uh, but I, I think that this lineup is going to be really good. The question is, are they going to have the lineup depth? Is Josh Young going to be able to contribute in a way that extends the lineup? Robbie Grossman, who, you know, great former guy. A, right? Yeah, and, great guy. Uh, really bad year last year. He's looked really good in camp. Now, I don't know what that means. I, you know, spring training is spring training, but I think the Rangers are optimistic. He can provide some depth in the bottom half of the lineup. But I really think Corey Seager is going to have, uh, you know, if he can stay healthy, um, an outstanding year with a shift no longer taking hits away from him. You know, Marcus Simeon, I think he had a lot going on last offseason. I know he had a lot going on. He's moving a wife and three kids to the Metroplex. Uh, he's on the executive committee during the lockouts. Uh, a new organization, a new team. A lot of people are looking at him to take on, you know, a lot of leadership responsibility. He got off to a slow start and it snowballed, but after – he had a grand slam actually in Oakland in late May. He was one of the best second basemen in baseball from that point on. Uh, and I think the Rangers 
are confident they're going to get more of that guy as opposed to the guy that started the season. So, uh, yeah, this is not going to be like the best lineup in the American League by any means, but I think this is a lineup that is going to take a step forward from where it was last year. Uh, The question really is the bullpen. You know, health with the rotation, but if you get normal level health, uh, I think the question is the bullpen, and I don't know that the Rangers necessarily at this time have answers as to who's going to give them the big outs in the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings. Uh, But, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of confidence about the lineup and the rotation. All right, we get whenever we play you guys, because we're going to see you on April 21st, 22nd, 23rd on television. The boomstick will be shown every single night on television. (laughs) Uh, Is this something you could take? Could you take down? And, folks, if you don't know what the boomstick is, Google it. It's like the largest hot dog you've ever seen. Could you take down by yourself a boomstick? It's one of my biggest flaws in life is that I don't think I ever get full. Uh, and it's why I have to work out every day because you I could love do food. it. Yeah, I, I can do it. I, and I will, I would be more than happy to take on that challenge. Uh, I could, I could take down the boomstick by myself for sure. And, and, you, and I don't know that I'm proud of that, to be honest with you. And I give you a full game. I give you the full game. So you don't have to all, it doesn't have to be like the first three innings. I'll give you all nine innings. Well, but I'll tell you, here's the strategy. I think if you're, if you aren't sharing it and your goal is to finish it, if you slow play it, it might, that's going to be tough. Cause here's, what's going to happen. You're going to allow yourself to get full. And then, you know, by the second, third inning, you're not going to be feeling good. You'll then get hungry again by the sixth or seventh inning, but that thing's going to be really cold. And now it's going to be incredibly unenjoyable to eat. So I think, and I could be wrong. I think if, if you are trying to crush it solo, the strategy is to not totally go Joey Chestnut, but don't give yourself the opportunity to catch your breath and get full. So I, I think I could be wrong. I think the challenge is if you do have to pace yourself, making sure that you're powering through that stomach when you're when you are full, uh, because once it settles, you're going to have a really tough time. You bring up the great Joey Chestnut, San Jose State alum. That's where I went to school. So when you think of San Jose State, you think of Bill Walsh, Joey Chestnut, Dick Vermeil. We've got Hall of Fame coaches in the NFL and Hall of Fame eaters out of San Jose State. I'll tell you what, I I think my calling, Chris, I honestly believe this. I I should have been more committed to like some sort of (laughs) professional eating path. I I think it's never too late, my friend. I know, I know. Pizza, ballpark foods, and Cadbury's milk chocolate eggs. I think I'd be able to crush anyone. Hey, if Mookie Betts in the offseason can be a bowler, Madison Bumgarner can be a roper, you could be a competitive eater in the offseason. I'll, I'll have to start training. And hey, San Jose State, Kevin Franz in San Jose State as well, right? Yeah, he's kind of. Uh, we don't. Okay. All right. Okay. We'll what, pass no, on. We'll pass on. Yeah, yeah. So, Fran, so I played baseball too at San Jose State. We always go, Mark Langston is our great player. Got it. Okay. Mark that's, fair. Fran, that's fair. Franzen's eh, he's on Sirius XM, does a little TV. He's okay. Yeah. He's we okay. got we gotta we can't let his head get too big. Ken Caminetti, former MVP, God God rest him, uh, was a San Jose State. Ranger, yeah. yeah. So uh yeah, we go we go we go Mark Langston. Don't don't give okay. Fr- I, Franny's head's big off move. Fr- Fr- Franny uh Franny's head's big enough already. Yeah, no, no, that's and and Mark's a great guy. He puts up with a with a lot. Uh and, uh, I mean, I don't think people realize, you know, one of the best fielding pitchers probably of his generation, uh, 
not Greg Maddox, but but probably that next tier. He's uh, got a heck of a career. Well, thank you so much for the time again. We always love it, and we'll talk to you here in a couple weeks. Good luck to you guys. Hey, get go. you get to go back home. You get to sleep in your bed. I mean, that is all good for you. I cannot wait. Chris, thanks so much, and best of luck to everyone uh, in the Bay, and I uh, look forward to seeing you guys soon. Be well. You as well. Great stuff. Good stuff. He could be a competitive eater. Can you imagine that as your hobby? You got to train like Joey Chestnut. I've actually, I've actually uh, talked to Joey Chestnut. I've had him on the show, my old talk show, many times. We got to get him back. I got his cell number. We get him back on. We, we've had him on here before. He's an Ace fan. We've had him on Ace Cast. Yeah, we had him on here 2019, I think. We had Joey on. So you got to train for that. Oh, his. Could right? you take down a boomstick? Uh, I went to that ballpark and I didn't even think to look for it. I completely forgot about it, but I probably could. I mean, it, it's a hot dog that's like it's like it's massive, and it's got all the toppings, the jalapenos, the cheese, the onions. It's a behemoth. I've seen it. They named after Nelson Cruz, correct? Yes. The I mean, boomstick. What was it called? Boomstick. I'd baby. give it a shot. I mean, I, I would go in like maybe in the morning, just do like a power bar, get a nice workout in, maybe two power bars throughout the day, and then get after it. I'd give it a shot. I think boomstick. I think we need to make a trip to. Uh, Trust me, Delaire, our boss, who's producing Ace Television, will show that boomstick. Literally, how many times? If we are watching the the broadcast, it'll be it'll be shown over and under at least ten times. We'll have to ask him to send us a photo of it, then we can start playing it on here. You can get it on Twitter on uh, Google. Uh, I'll go through him official channels. Something still from Google. Why? I think we. How's he gonna get it? He just he just puts a camera. Oh, well, yeah, on he it. finds it in stands. I mean, if you use yeah. that, I mean, that's different than me bootlegging it off of Google. We can't bootleg. There's rules or, off that. The boomstick is elite. It's trademarked or something like that. I, I, I think Im- <laughs> those images are commercially owned, so I got to be careful with those. All right, uh, yeah, well, he is right when you start talking about quickly with the Rangers. If Degrom can give, I don't know what is Degrom. You're you. DeGrom lover here. What does DeGrom give you? Let's see what they have him projected at. I would say. Projected? He's had 38 starts in three years. Uh, yeah, I am a DeGrom lover. Um, I would say if you can get. Oh God. I, Ken and Johnny talked to us on the broadcast. If you can get 27 starts. Out oh, of him, my God. You're a smoking. You are smoking crack. 27 uh, starts. Uh, doesn't have uh, projected starts for him. It just says that he's going to go seven and five with a two eight five ERA. Seven. You're paying him how much money? Go seven and five. He's a five for one eighty five, and my quick math that would be around like thirty, thirty something million. Seven and five for that much money? Hey, by the way, folks, we found something. Do I want to expose that now or later? Maybe later here. Okay. I, we have the Grounds making thirty seven a year. We have found something that you don't you don't hear talked about a lot, but you can actually on baseball reference, there's a column that basically tells you how the players perform in games that their teams win versus games that their teams lose. Haven't really thought about that till we were we were we were doing a deep dive yesterday. It's called a rabbit hole. We went down. We went down a <laughs> rabbit hole about Otani and Trout that made you realize. And I compared two all-time greats, 
and it, it really backs it up. And I bet it works for everybody. But two all-time greats that really backed it up. One guy who's just, his numbers are just incredible. The other guy who's literally the most consistent player of all time. And it's a, like a rule of thumb. How a star plays versus how his team performs. Because how many times do you go, ha, there's nobody around him. What was he supposed to do? But you actually get to really see how star players perform in wins and losses. I thought it was fascinating. You? I did. I, I love looking through, going back and looking through our text thread. It's all these stats, a random picture I sent you of Sting, and then pictures, uh, then all the things, yeah. and, then it, and then we did the Jay Lethal thing. Was that thing. the video game? Uh, no, that was actually, he was wrestling last night. How is that possible? He's 62 be- years old? He's still rolling out Sting at, at that, this age? He's in AEW, All Elite Wrestling, uh, and I believe he's – I think Flair even tweeted at him after – like or to AEW, like, thank you for having him. He is, yeah, 64 years old. Oh, my God. Uh, the fans love him. He still performs at a high level. Body slamming and doing all that. Scorpion Deathlock and Scorpion six, Death Drop. 64. <laughs> wow. You'll be amazed, too, at some numbers on Shohei Otani. We're not talking about the losing streak numbers either because we have the oh the losing streak numbers oh we I we hit that a lot last and year. By the way, I mean you say anything bad about Shohei Otani or Mike Trout, it's like the Twitter verse comes after you. It's unreal. But uh, you need me to. What do we got coming up here at five? Well, we can either do the uh, opening oh, day starter book now, or, or we could do. Uh, we haven't got into the the, the uh, star players oh, got, and owners. Do, do I have a? I have a couple minutes, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm just gonna tell you right now. I've been snooping around. Fuji for sure. Fuji for sure will not be the opening day starter. You are not going to get Otani. I don't even know. Is Otani starting for sure? Uh, yes, I believe that's confirmed. Is that confirmed? I mean, I thought they said he was already, but uh, let's just see. So you're not getting Fuji Otani. Fu- Fuji will be going Saturday. From what I went, from what I'm gathering, yeah, they officially named him back in February. <laughs> well, I mean, what happens if he gets off the flight and doesn't feel good? Oh, he did miss a bar train once. I mean, I don't know. But we were there for that. <laughs> so it's not going to be Fuji. It's not going to be Blackburn. Uh, yeah, Blackburn starting the year okay. now. So now we're starting to narrow it down, right? And from what I understand, they're discussing it, like, basically right now, who the opening day guy. So, it's like, I don't think you can bank on anybody pitching at any, like, because usually you can go, well, this guy's going to go on Sunday, and this guy's going to go. I don't think you can really bank on Saturday, Sunday. I don't think you can bank on who's going to. You know what it is? It's fluid. Yeah, the the situation remains fluid because they have an off off day Friday. And then there's an off day the following Thursday before we go to Tampa. So that whole thing with the they're going to use they'll use five starters and then you can start using your your beloved six man rotation. Oh, I can't. We should use a thirteen man rotation. It should just be positionless. Just, everyone just goes. Um, How about we just don't even use pitchers? We just put a jugs gun up there and <laughs> who it's the most? Because you know you have the jugs guns now. You can press a button it throws a curve. Press a button it throws a fastball. So just have a jugs gun up there pumping 100 you, miles an hour, and then it curve, it split, and it can pitch. It can do whatever you want it to do. We, we could, if we want to take this Let's one. Let's just eliminate pitchers altogether. We could take it one step further and add two, potentially, I'm saying they're not going to be, but you could say there's two other guys that 
might not start opening day. James Caprillion, according to Matt Kawahara, according to Kotze and Caprillion himself, is going to start the second game of the exhibition game. So that would leave him on a list. You're going to have him go on three days rest. Don't think that's going to happen. And Drew Rosinski has the hamstring hamstring thing. That's 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 a variable. I don't know how bad his hammy is, and I don't know if Cap makes that start. I guess we'll see. Adam or uh, JP Sears pitches tonight against the Rangers. So if if Ruzi wow. has got the bad hammy, not confuse him with Dan Ruzinowski. Ruzi Ruzinski has a bad hammy. I've already told you it's not Fuji or Blackburn. They're not. All right, count with me. Three, Ru, uh, Rusinski, he's got the bad hammy. Yep. All right. And you're saying Cap. Is supposed to pitch this weekend. Suppo- let's just say he does. So that's four. You're down to three guys. You're telling me our opening day guy is either going to be Muller, Waldachuk. No, four guys. Sears or Aller. I think it could be J.P. Sears. Pitches tonight. Then he has Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Oh my god. Look at all that rest. Who's going who's going Saturday? Uh do we have that on? Let's see if it's let me see if MLB.com has it. Who would have ever thought your starting opening day pitcher could be Waldachuk, Sears, T- uh, TBD, Muller, Aller. Yeah. I'm not saying Cap is going to start but it was Kawara has it in the chronicle. I, 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 I am not. And Matt, I believe everything Matt writes. Matt, <laughs> I love Matt Kawahara, but right now, knowing that they're discussing it, probably like as we speak, I think Cap could be like, yeah, we're not gonna. You're not gonna be in the Bay Bridge series. You're starting. I mean, I, I think he's the most logical guy to start opening day. But if you you believe everything Kawahara said, he's pitching Monday. I mean, he got. I mean, he has it in his article. Muller. Waldachuk or Sears is your opening. Whoa, base. whoa! What about Adam Aller? Yeah, you had him. Oh, you know, is who's 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 the five and a half guy? Who's the half? I thought it was going to be JP Sears, but apparently he could be the opening day starter. <laughs> <laughs> what if they? What if we piggyback? What if it's Aller and? What if we Sears? go an opener? We go an opener. I threw that out there to Ray, Ray the Karate Kid, the other day in the office. I was like, oh, maybe opening day starts to be an opener. Maybe we go an opener. Also, I brought. I told Johnny we bring this up, so we'll see what Johnny thinks. I mean, he's boots on the ground. He's there. Johnny, go down the meeting. They're meeting right now. Go down there and ask them. Do your job, Johnny. Johnny on the spot. Did you see the thing I sent you, by the way, about our pitching coach? Do, do, do I have to hear the Jordan and Scott Emerson so, story again? But it's confirmed, though, that he gave up the first professional hit. Then, then he got him out. I'm, you know what? I'm tired of this. <laughs> We've already had Scott Emerson on this program to talk about Jordan. I don't care if it's the anniversary. It's tired. Was the anniversary. It's war past now. I want to know. How would he have done against him in hoop? Scott Emerson was all Arizona. All state. He was all Arizona in hoops. Lefty, big, point forward. You know, he matches up against Jordan. We should really pick up basketball with Emo. I mean, I'll go play with him. I mean, I I used to play pick up basketball with him. I mean, Emo's what, 6'5"? He's pretty tall. I'd say yeah, somewhere on there. Six four, six five. Six I think six five. Jordan six six. I think Emo matches up against him. Emo just fits in well though the tall left handers that are in the A's rotation. I mean, how's Jordan gonna stop his left? Oh, I never saw do we ever have watch have to watch Jordan defend a lefty besides maybe Larry Bird? Bird wasn't lefty. Are you sure? Dude, seriously. Maybe it was just the way he shot then. Larry Bird could 
shoot with his left. Are you? Am I sure Larry Bird? I, I'm just saying, right handed. The way one of the greatest fundamental shots of all time. Say, Are you it, kidding me? It just looked. You're the, embarrassing yourself. Just the way it you're looked embarrassing like yourself. I can't, Larry Bird. I can't even think of a good left-handed shooter right now. Chris Mullen. Yeah, I'm, I'm Molly. Okay. You're a Warrior fan. Oh, that's right. You're a Kings fan. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Like to beam. <laughs> Is that what they're thinking? Yeah. Like to beam. It's not passion for purple anymore. <laughs> no, it's like they. Where's a, Rick Adelman when you need him? They they have a. Beam. Where's Chris Weber? Peja, Bibby, uh, uh, Brad, um, um, Bobby Jackson. We can break down that whole team. Jared Wallace. Can you name a left-handed one of the greatest Warriors Hall of Famers? Chris Mullen. Your your basketball knowledge is really. I didn't pay attention to what their art, what their shoot hand was. Yeah, it's really poor knowledge. I was also I was also five when Mullen was in the NBA. Run TMC? You don't remember Run TMC? I was two years old when oh, Run TMC wow. was taking over the league. Wow. My heyday was when Tim Duncan was taking over the league. Wow. With the bank shot. You don't remember the greatness of Mitch Richmond spree? Didn't Mitch Richmond get his first title with the Lakers? Huh? I think Mitch won his first title with the Wasn't Lakers. with the Kings. Yeah, that's true. Well, Tim Hardaway in his commercial, I got skills to pay the bills. You don't remember that? Again, I was two when those guys were. What about the great Tom Tolbert? You don't remember Tol- Tolbert? Coming down and elbowing everybody, uh, Tommy. I just I know Tom Moore is a radio guy. Oh, you don't remember him as a great Arizona Wildcat <laughs> with Steve Who, Kerr. Yes, with Steve Kerr and Lute Olson, the late Lute Olson. It's sad. It's sad. The kids these days. You don't even know Chris Mullen. Do you know who Chris Mullen is? Yes, I just didn't pay attention if he was a left-handed or right-handed shooter. I'm not. I'm just. I'm sidetracked. I'm absolutely <laughs> off the rails now because of left hand. You said. Am I sure Larry Bird wasn't left-handed? Best left-handed shooter I ever saw was Scott Emerson. Um, was Perkins – did he shoot lefty? Sam Perkins? Sam Perkins. Wasn't Sam Perkins lefty? Left-handed shooter? Um, yes. Great. So, I would say Mullen, Sam Perkins. Yeah, put in best left-handed shooters. But coming up next, some people think this is a good idea – some people think it's a really bad idea. Oh, Chris Bosh. Okay, that's one. Chris Bosh was lefty. Oh, James Harden's not. James Harden's lefty? Well, well, maybe. You need to learn from your NBA. Coming up next, do we like the idea? Some people think it's a great, great idea. Some people think it's a horrible idea. Where do we weigh in? Next, right here on A's Cast Live. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Chris Towns, and there are two things that are a must for me, comfort and style. Whether I'm playing golf, going to dinner, I've got to have the right feel. That's why I've partnered with Link Soul, and you're going to love Link Soul. They have just released their new spring line, new fabrics for their polos, lightweight and perfect for technical performance. Link Soul also has new styles for their layers and hoodies with cool prints and seasonal colors. You know what they say in the big leagues, look good, play good. Go to LinkSoul.com. That's LinkSoul.com. Streaming from the East Bay, A's Cast Live continues with Chris Townsend. We got a little A's baseball coming up here. Who's going tonight for us? 
J.P. Sears is on the mound. Uh, opening day candidate J.P. Sears. Opening day candidate J.P. Sears. Uh, give me a second. I can give you the uh, give you the lineup today real quick for the A's. They take on the Rangers and surprise Arizona. Uh, Nick Allen Lee now playing short. Connor Capel, your guy, hitting second, playing right. How's he not on the roster? You're keeping uh, – Ryan Noda hitting third, playing first. Brent Rooker, everyone's favorite to make the roster, DHing, hitting fourth. Kyle McCann in battle for the backup catcher spot, hitting fifth and catching. Kevin Smith third or playing third, hitting sixth. Tyler Wade playing second, hitting seventh. Pablo Reyes in left, hitting eighth. And Christian Pache batting ninth, playing center field, also in a battle with S.C. Ruiz, who had another steal yesterday. And I believe he had, I can't believe he had an RBI or two RBIs yesterday. Another good game for S.D. As he's trying to take win the starting center field job from Christian Pache. Competition. Iron sharpens iron. And the opening day starter will be a surprise. Well done. As we play, as the A's play in surprise, starting at 6 o'clock, first pitch 6.05, right here on A's Cast and Bloomberg 960 AM. We'll be here all week. So, an interesting article about how Hal Steinbrenner, of the seven billion dollar Yankees, seven point one. Don't shortchange them. <laughs> Which it those numbers are so dumb. Whenever that's oh, this is what everybody's worth. Don't believe it because they're worth far more. The Los Angeles Clippers yeah. sold to Steve Ballmer. Remember, the Clippers are the third tenant. Lakers have priority, then Kings hockey. And then the Clippers. They're the third tenant, and they have some rundown practice facility. Now, they're going to build a new arena, but this is when he was buying the team. Steve Ballmer was buying the team from Donald Sterling. It went for over $2 billion, and nobody predicted that. They were worth, I don't even know what they were worth. What, what Forbes said they were worth. So, whatever Forbes says, they're full of crap. Everybody always sells way higher. So if it says seven billion, the Yankees were for sale. They're going for more than seven billion. Uh, Manchester United is for sale. And the only reason I know that is because the Athletic sends me soccer stuff all the time. You're a big football guy. I I, I know nothing about the pitch, and I don't know why they send it. I didn't. Did I click something that said soccer? I, mean, I, you, you I ask I, for football updates and you're getting it. I got a thing today, and my buddy Simon Weber, who I play, uh, whose wife is Japanese and wants tickets on opening day because she loves Otani, uh, he's from London, and I was like, hey, I'm getting this stuff about London strikers. What the hell is that? I, I don't know. Um, Ted Lasso takes place in London, England. <laughs> Just letting you know. I've watched Ted Lasso. You're still in season one, so I'm letting you know. They're, spoiler: they don't. Up. Spoiler: they don't go. They still stay. They still stay in London. They still, he's, <laughs> yeah. He didn't go back to being a football <laughs> yeah. American football coach. Um, yeah. So if you think the Yankees are seven billion, you're kidding yourself. Dodgers were second, I think. Can you imagine if the Dodgers for sale again? Who bought? Who bought them? The who? Uh, McCourt's on the first time they were sold to the Guggenheims or whoever it's it was. The that, same yeah. guys own it. Yeah. Guggenheim and Magic Johnson Magic and, and Peter guys. Goober, Warriors part owner. God. Um, so Hal Steinbrenner went to ask Aaron Judge what he thinks. His star player. And, of course, since it's the Yankees, 
there's going to be a lot of scrutiny about that. Like, why is the owner going to his star player? And you sent it to me, and you asked me how I felt about that. And I immediately went, I don't have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with an owner of any business asking his employees how things are going through their eyes, through their views, their thoughts and feelings. Going around and asking people and knowing more about your business as an owner is not a bad thing. As a boss, it's not a bad thing. But as an owner, that's never a bad thing. Hell, we've done a TV show on it called Undercover Bosses. (laughs) You find out more about your business. That's smart. Now, the big question is, what do you do with the information? And I also think who you ask is really important, right? Because asking LeBron James has not been a smart thing to do. LeBron James in the past has been about taking care of his buddies. That's not what you need. You need, when you go to a player, you want somebody who's going to be honest. You want to be somebody that's not looking out for just that their needs Hey, take care of my buddies, or I want the team to be run this way. You got to stay away from that guy. You, you, you need to go to the guy that is nothing. It's all about winning. And so when you go to someone like Aaron Judge, and I don't know Aaron Judge, you don't know Aaron Judge. We don't know him. I mean, seems like a really good dude. Everybody likes him. But you want to go to somebody that's going to be able to say, "Hey, man, I'm about." I mean. Aaron Judge has signed on to finish his career in New York and to be a Yankee forever. So, hey, how you feeling? How do you think about the clubhouse? How do you feel about the way things are run? How do you know what, what? What do you think? Now, what you do with that information is really the key. Because I can ask Cody, Cody, how do you feel about Ace Cast? How do you feel about Ace Cast Live? I can ask you how you feel about your bosses. You want to? You want to bring that up? You can ask me about anything. I'm an open book. But he'll give me his opinion. It's then what I do with it. I might keep it to myself. I might share it with other people. I might go scorched earth on me. I might fire your ass right there on the spot. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, what you do with the information. But going to ask and showing your employee, because that's basically what Aaron Judge is. He's your employee. He's a very highly paid employee, but he's your guy. There's nothing wrong with going to ask him. I don't think there is. And I don't think there. And I was like thinking like, well, with the A's. If I was to ask anybody with the A's. Now, you could say there's nobody with the A's I'd ask right now. That's fair. But if you were to ask somebody with the A's, who would you ask? If I had a pick, I gave you a list of two guys. And I went by longevity of guys. I guess I didn't include Seth Brown. You can put him in there. But I would say. Ah, I would say, you did not go Seth Brown. I did not. I said Tony Kemp or James Caprillion. Because Cap's been here probably, what, the longest out of all the guys? Cap? And, and Tony Kemp's been here for a couple. What, Kemp's been here for three. This will be his uh, fourth year? Cap's barely been with the big club. But he's been in the organization. See, I mine was Seth Brown. Yeah, I, I think you can you can't go wrong with Brown or Kemp. I think Brown is a player that and I think Tony Kemp too. I think both those guys, because of experience, 
Because to me, really, Seth Brown has kind of become the de facto captain. If We don't have a captain, but if there was a de facto guy, it really has become Seth Brown. And we talked about that. If there was any of you who were – what was that? I was, making sure, I, said four, I was making sure he was here for four years. Oh. Um, every once in a while, I'll host these season ticket holder meet and greets with some players, and it was Nick Allen and Seth Brown. And Nick Allen was talking about, you know, how Seth Brown is like the leader because Seth Brown is the guy that really – and Tony Kemp, too, was here when we were last good and remembers who I think was a terrific leader was Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman was a guy that, no matter what, was not a selfish player. Matt Chapman was about winning. He went 0 for 4, but the team won. That's all that mattered. I mean, there still is that story that he broke Vince Catronio's phone or recorder or whatever it was uh, for fires no-hitter because he was so fired up for fires. He was like 0 for 5 in the game or 0 for 4 or whatever it was. I mean, Matt Chapman truly was a guy, and that's why I'll always respect. Matt Chapman came to win. Whatever the other things were that ruffled some feathers with people, Matt Chapman came to win. He cared about winning baseball games. So Seth Brown was a guy that was a part of that. And we talked about that in that meet and greet with uh, Nick Allen. I'd have no problem going to Seth Brown, pulling him aside. Now, we, yeah, we don't have an era judge, obviously, type, type player. But you do have to be very afraid. I don't want to mis- mention the Hall of Famer's name. Uh, he's no longer with us, and I think it will be disrespectful. But there is a very prominent modern-day Hall of Famer who sabotaged his organization multiple times for his own needs. And it's sad to hear. And you'd probably be shocked if I said the name. And I don't want to disrespect, but just knowing and it's like, wow, really? So you have to be very careful if you're going to go to a star player. You got to be very careful to say, hey, let's talk about things. How are you feeling? What do you like? Steph Curry is somebody I would feel Known him a little bit from my time being around the Warriors and interviews and stuff. I think Steph Curry would give you, he's the type of player that I would be able to say, all right, you're my guy. What do you think? Steph Curry is one of those guys. Barry Bonds, not so much. Agree with both. Latrell Sprewell, not so much. I think Clay. Yeah. I think Draymond. Yeah. Draymond's all about winning, too. So I'm, like, trying to think of guy. Football okay. Football would be different because football, you got offense, you got defense. I get, um, if you want to look at hockey, you'd say Marlowe or Thornton if you're looking at the Sharks. Marlowe? I mean, he was drafted by the team. He was there forever. So? Marlowe, really? They, I mean, has his sweater retired. I mean, I remember him as a penguin, but you all remember him as a shark. I think Marlowe was a, a long-time player that put up a lot of stats. I don't know if Marlowe's the guy that I'm going heart and soul of a team. Probably Joe Thornton then. Okay. You want to go jumbo? Probably wouldn't go Owen Nolan. He wasn't. Yeah. Mm, he's a prickly guy. Kind of. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm going with Owen Nolan. I'm telling you that. Vinny Damfoos. But you get what I'm saying. We yeah. can, like, pick out players that you go, yeah, I could see that. I could see Joe Lacob. I could see somebody. Like, if Dave Cavill came by and said, hey, man, can I? I could see that. I don't have a problem with it. 
But some people go, do not do that whatsoever. Just rely on the front offices. Well, to me, the front offices, sometimes they don't have a very good um, finger on the pulse of the team. And I know when I say that, it makes some people mad because, you know, it's it's the it, you got to be sold on everything analytics or you're a moron crowd, right? And sometimes those people, I mean, one of the greatest examples is the Houston Astros. I mean, there was flat out – the Astros, have, as we have been told by multiple people around them, they've won despite themselves at times. They, they've won despite the chaos, but, but, but despite – like there's a lot of nuttiness that goes on that even we don't know about. We've just kind of been told stuff behind the scenes. There's a lot of nutty – and it, it's, it's gone even into last year there was nuttiness. There's been nuttiness ever since Jim Crane took over. There's been crazy cra- – they've won despite dysfunction, which is very rare. You're telling me Jim Crane wouldn't come to me and ask me for what I thought? Jeffrey Luno wouldn't come to me? Jeffrey, they, if you were on fire across the street, they wouldn't rock across the street to put you out of fire. You kidding me? And that's actually not very nice. Um, I, I don't. Which part? Me being on fire, them not doing anything. <laughs> that's probably true. Lower level employee. Hey, that guy's on fire. Will someone go help him? He's he re- works for you. He's replaceable. Well, my spreadsheet says. Wow. Get, get a, what's, the, what's the website that has all the uh, jobs uh, on it? Indeed. That that baseball uses. Everybody goes oh, for jobs. Oh, uh, team work in sports, I work think. In sport. Go to work on sports, put, put his job up. You know, he's going to be Team work in sports, one of them. I told you I have a connection into the Crane family, right? Yeah. I told you about that. Oh, the stories are just wild. I mean, every, we, got, we got wild stories from people who work for the Astros now, and I got a Connection to the crane. Fr- it's crazy. Speaking of the Astros, preview them tomorrow with our good friend Jeff Blum. Crazy. They win despite being so dysfunctional. It's wow. It's like the Bronx Zoo. It's like the A's of the 70s. Craziness can happen. They keep winning. Isn't that amazing how teams can just be like, stuff's going on, but they just keep winning. I mean, we watched, we didn't watch personally, but we've heard and watched people talk about what it was like with Charlie Finley. I mean, Raleigh talks about it every time we talk to him. <laughs> Yeah. I think Vida, just, Vida. Yeah. I mean, God rest him, Ray Fossey. Ray Fossey had great stories. Ray Fossey had great stories. I mean, there's just it's wild. Some teams are able to do that. But, you know, I don't I you know, not to the belabor, but I I, I kinda like it. I have no problem. And he doesn't even have to be your best guy. Like, you know, I'll give you a guy last year that wouldn't be would be somebody that I'd go and go, hey. Can we have a moment? That'd be Stephen Vogt. I, I, I knew you were going to go there. That's that was that's a or years ago Johnny Gomes. Yeah, somebody who's got their finger on the pulse of the clubhouse. Johnny Gomes would have been a great guy. To where I don't know if Giambi would have been a great guy for that. Yeah, I'm trying to think who would, who would have been the guy from those teams. I you know I I mean who I think Zito's too laid back to be the guy. Who would have who would have been the guy? Definitely not Mulder. Molders and Molder world. Hudson he, was kind of dialed in. Could have been him. I mean, I mean, Brad Pitt did tell everyone to leave him alone in the clubhouse when they're when they're playing cards and Moneyball. I mean, it's like it, it's you know a guy who is a big personality. I mean, David Justice. I mean, a guy who's been around it. Now, David Justice could be a great example of. I'm not going to use what he says. I just want to know what he's thinking. 
I mean, yeah. the, the guy's won everywhere he's been. Guy's a winner. Maybe Giambi, maybe not. I don't know. What about Chavi? Giambi strikes me as a guy who would take care of his boys. What about Which Chavi? I respect guys like that, but uh-huh. Chavi? Don't know. I'm just looking at the guys who played in that era, like that the yeah. early 2000s era when the teams were really good. You know, Mark Ellis? One of the guys who played on the 06 teams. Now the manager. How about Randy Velarde? Old school. Velarde was an old schooler. Yeah. But I just, it's just, it's just, it's, it's, it's interesting because it's something that doesn't happen a lot. Who's the 80s? Who's the 80s? Stu? Well, I'd go to Stu in a yeah. second. I would probably wouldn't go to Stu. Stu's going to tell you straight, too. Stu, Stu is not, now that I've really gotten to know Stu, Stu's not sugarcoating anything. I think Terry Steinbach, too. Yeah. What we've got to know by Terry. I think all those dudes. Carney. Eck. Come on, Eck. No, I'm not going to Eck. I think Eck will tell you. I'm not going. Yeah, he. I, I, oh, Eck's got an opinion. I'm not going to Eck. Carney. What, what about Jose? No. 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 If Jose saw it going on and Jose started walking, nope, you're good. You're good. Stay over there, Jose. You're, you're over there. Oh, yeah, Stu. Can you imagine Stu would be? Dead honest. Yeah, I think Sue would be the guy for sure yeah. in that era. There's no doubt. But I that 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 there's a lot of people who will tell you no. I think that's an awful idea. Oh yeah, that's why I wanted to see your pick because I like it and uh, I'm with you. Did you think I was going to hate it? I didn't know how you thought. That's why I wanted, that's yeah. why I sent it to you. I'm like, I wonder where you're going to go with this. How's I? I you know because it was like something you don't think about all the time, and I was like, you know what? I I, I kind of like it. Do you know who wrote the article? I don't even remember who, what it was on. It was on ESPN. It was by our our good friend, Yankee Honk, Buster Olney. Did he like it? I mean, he wrote it. I don't well, know if he I liked did, it. I, <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, when it's the Yankees doing it, you know, if, if like all of a sudden it's, I don't even know who the owner of the Brewers is. Uh, Mark Anastasio. But if he goes to like, you know, Yelich, no one writes an article. Probably. What, what if it went to Corbin Burns? Post. Arbitration oh. meeting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's talk. How that? Uh, did they won that right? The Brewers, the Brewers beat them. Yeah. Hey, we, we, we got you for seven hundred grand. How you feeling, buddy? Hey, what what are your thoughts on the season? What do you think? Who's the new Royals owner? Oh, good question. He's not new. He's been there now for a few years. Royals but, uh, owner. Another new manager is uh, John Sherman. So John Sherman. He bought him for. Was no. he going to go to Bobby Witt Jr. <laughs> Uh, I mean, no, no, no. The answer is Granky. You go to Granky. You do not go to Granky. I'm sure he'll. Well, give you-, you know what? Who knows? You know what? Granky's the great one you go to, and it's a wild card. It can either be crazy or brilliant, or it could be both combined. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the athletics. I haven't got a chance to read them, but they've done a great job of. We this. need to have you interview Granky. Well, the world has come here. We can ask for just him. you sit down with Grinky and let's just see where it, let's just let the thing let let the cameras roll turn the microphones on you with an exclusive Zach Grinky and just see how it goes. First question, Zach. Don't know if you like him. Don't even know who he is. Your thoughts on uh on Ric Flair? Let's see what he answers it. Not even don't we even stick at baseball. Yeah, maybe you don't even talk baseball. But you know what? You know I, I'm in for this. If you guys can set this up, I'll interview Grinky. I'll do it. Not if we set it up, it'd be if you set it up. Uh, well, see, no. 
I'm the star in this situation. I need oh, things done for I, me. I, I, you want me to go to the Royals? Where's Roy, Where's you Ray want, Jensen? He, you want my Royals connections? <laughs> I'll step in. Call George Brett. Say, George, can you make this happen? Uh, I don't know anyone at the Royals. The guy, people I knew at the Royals, uh, their head guy retired, and the other guy's not there anymore. So, I don't know. There will be new ones. Yeah. Uh, once again, we want to thank Link Soul. Check out LinkSoul.com. Uh, starting tomorrow, you'll see us in Link Soul. Uh, you want to talk about doesn't get any better than this. Beautiful clothing for all occasions. We're talking about you want golf, you want going out dinner, you want happy hour, you want beach, you want summer, you name it, they got it. And the the quality is second to none. Linksoul.com, new partner with us here on the A's Radio Network, on A's Cast and A's Cast Live. We got the box today, baby. We got the box today, and the clothing is beautiful. I'm excited for it. Uh, should we add Johnny D? I mean, he's just, he's here. Well, let's, let's ask Johnny when he comes on what player in baseball, he if he was younger, he'd want to talk to on his team. All right. Can Johnny hear us? Johnny, no, don't put him on yet. Just shake your head if you can hear us. Yes, he's shaking. Johnny, his head. we want you to think about you're an owner of a franchise, and you can go to one player for his advice. Who would that player be? Johnny D next, right here on A's Cast Live. A's Cast Live continues from the town. Here's Chris Townsend. We got Johnny D from uh, Surprise. Yes, sir. What's happening? Uh, they just honored the Double A Frisco uh, Frisco team for winning the. They won the Texas League championships. So they all the all the players on the field, and they they honored them today. That's what's going on. Now we got a ball game here in about a half hour with the uh, A's and Rangers. Do they do they uh, give them rings? They gave them rings. Nice. Yep. Pretty cool. Yeah. That's really cool because you know the you know, it, 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 I got a couple old teammates that went on and 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 they got rings from either A ball, Double A, and it's something they still yeah. cherish. So, you know, it I say it right now going on with the NCAA tournament or minor league baseball or whatever it is, ninety nine point whatever never play in the NBA, yeah. in the NFL, in Major League Baseball. So even when you do something professionally or something big time like the college tournament or a bowl game, it means something. Tony, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because it's so true. I mean, look, look even to get – we, we talk about even to get the rookie ball, even to get drafted, even to sign a professional contract, you are the best of the best of the best. These guys are – even to get the double A, these guys are unbelievable. A lot of them won't get to the big leagues, uh, but – they should be proud of getting to double-A. It's really difficult to get to uh, professional baseball. So, yeah, they got their rings. They're happy, and some of those guys will go on to play in the big leagues. Some won't. So, good for them. Yeah, I got thrown the College World Series, too, and my San Jose Spartans made it before. I mean, it was a big deal when that team made it. I mean, sure. you want to talk about high-level baseball. So many of those guys are high, are, are big-time draft picks. And I've said it before, too. I've wa- You watch teams in Omaha – who I can guarantee you have been better defensively than some of the A's teams I've covered. There's sometimes there's sometimes big league teams are awful defensively. One is one you're going to watch tonight. Texas was terrible last year. Terrible yeah. defensively. Well, they're going to have to be better defensively. Bochi has said that he thinks this team will be better defensively than they had last year. The, they like this Jason Young over there at third base. He's pretty good defensively. You know what you're going to get from Simeon and Seager. 
so then, you know, they think their outfield can play pretty well defensively. So I think, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, and the A's have to play better defensively this year than they did last year. So uh, defense, a critical part of this game. And uh, hopefully the uh, both teams can play. Uh, hopefully the A's can play better defensively this year. I'm going to ask you a question. And I threw it Cody because Cody is of this generation to where starting pitching wins, losses, all that kind of stuff is not what they're into. Right. Um, but I said the opening day starter, everybody wants to ask about it. Uh, do you think the opening day starter is still a big deal? I, I, I think it is for the opening day starter. I mean, you know, obviously it is for the guy. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, look, as far as the A's go, we don't know. We don't know. I know you said, what you know. Get Johnny to get us that information. We, I'd love to know the information. I'd love to know who's who's, who's going to be. I was told you were breaking news today. No, I, I'm not a news breaker. I'm not a not a scoop getter. But I I, I, I don't know. I look. It, it's going to be interesting to see what 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 they do. You know, I, and you. I heard you and Cody talk about it. Look, you know, Rosinski uh, is a little banged up, uh, but he, he, I don't think I don't know how much how much time he'll actually miss. But he's obviously not maybe. This is his first turn in the rotation. Uh, Blackburn will miss the first uh, his first start in the rotation. So we're kind of what are we going to do? What, we're yeah. running out of options here. What you know? So so I don't know. I mean, look, Sears big start for Sears uh, in this game today, and I, hopefully he can go six innings today. And uh, he's looked decent uh, this spring. So I know the numbers don't show, but he has looked pretty good. So uh, I don't know what I don't know what they're going to do, Townie, as as far as the the starting pitcher is concerned for for the opener. What do you to, think? We're going to have to contact Brian at Last Dive Bar and make a T-shirt. Johnny D Scoop Getter. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what? It could be like you're picking up dog poop, or you're this <laughs> Scoop Getter. It could be funny. It could nope. be funny. Uh, well, just let's. I know it's not Fuji. I know that's for sure. Fuji's going Saturday. Uh, Blackburn, no, uh, bad hammy Rusinski, and you've got cap supposedly going Monday in the Bay bridge. We're running out of guys here. So it's like Sears, Waldachuk, Muller and Aller. Right. That's, that's what, that's what you're looking at. Right. So I don't know. You don't look, uh, it, it it could be Muller. It could be Kyle Muller. Uh, you know, it could be, it could be Aller. Uh, um, I think that's that's what that's what you're looking at, right? I mean, uh, unless it's unless it's Sears, what's today's today's Thursday? The opener's yeah. Thursday. He's got plenty knows, of time. Man. Yeah, plenty of time. I mean, plenty it's a, of time. yeah, I mean, but, but and also too, I don't want to overthink it because now we know the opening day starter is not what it used to be. This guy's coming out going seven, eight inning. I mean, the guy may go four or five, and that's it. Right. Yeah. That that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. I think. Uh, uh, Look, I, I don't know who it's going to be, but uh, you're right. The guy that starts, they may have somebody piggyback him. They might have all or piggyback if the guy goes three or four and just kind of try, try to patch it all together for the opener. Remember, there are two days off, uh, you know, between the Baybridge series and the, and the opener. And then you also have an off day after that first game uh, at home. So, so you can kind of – they have some options, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. Yeah, that, it is kind of strange that we have three days off and four days to start the season. Yeah. It's very yes. rare. I've booked tea time, so I'm very appreciative, but I just realized that, wow, that's a lot of time off. And, and, and what you're seeing right now, I mean, I know it's close to 6 o'clock, but – 
You know, I know they're talking. They were talking about this kind of stuff today. The decisions on what the 26-man roster is going to be, they're making the decisions today. You're still going to see guys that are not in the mix, but they want to see them with their own eyes before they leave and go back to the minors. I mean, the decisions on the 26 are being made as we speak. They are being made, and, and you know, and, and some of them aren't made yet. That's the thing. He's, they're still. They're going to decide this. What Kotze said today in the presser was they're going to make their decisions really uh, either during or after the um, uh, the Baybridge series. So some of these, some of the, we may not have the opening day lineup until very late, you know. So they'll they don't have to have it in until Thursday morning. So we maybe we don't know. I do have to say this, and I hope I'm not out of line saying this about Ken Korak. Uh, Ken shot a 71. Ken shot his age. Ken shot a 71 in golf. Uh, at a really nice course in Phoenix. And I just wanted to honor him to, to, to talk about that. Cause it's pretty incredible shooting a 71 uh, with what he did at the Venetian or whatever, the great course in, in Phoenix. So I just, I just wanted to, to, to just share that with the world that he shot a 71. It's pretty incredible. King Korak shot 71. Korak shot a 71. Yep. Wow. Yep. I'm going to text him. 71. Yes, Ken Korak shot a 71. I am so glad you told me that. I am not going to let him sandbag me anymore. He, Oh, I cannot wait. <laughs> I can't wait for him to get back. He shot set. And, that, and let me tell you something. Korak won't say it. Ken Korak, you know, I mean, obviously, at his age, he's not going to brag anymore. Ken Korak's a great athlete. Oh, he is a great athlete. And there were witnesses, not but, but honestly, Ken Ken counts all his strokes. Ken's Ken's an honest guy. Oh, he shot Ken, a, Ken he, is he, legit. Ken shot a seventy-one. Ken say shot seventy-one. He shot a seventy-one. So I, that's pretty pretty darn cool. Thank you for telling me that. I can't wait yeah. for the pregame show on Sunday. We're gonna lead off with that. Oh, so he shot seventy-one, huh? Big time. <laughs> um, are we ready to play Know Your Rangers with Johnny D? All right, Johnny, know your Rangers part two because we did this once already, but we'll add it. Um, I'll give you a disclaimer. Not all these guys are Rangers legends just yet. Question number one, I've made 38 starts over the last three seasons. Who am I? Uh, Martin Perez. Doesn't necessarily. Uh, he's on the Rangers roster. He's on he the just roster. hasn't played yet. He's not officially a Ranger yet. Oh. 38 starts over the last three years. Well, uh, I'll say Jacob DeGrom. There, there you go. Bing, 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 yeah. bing. There you go. Can you imagine? Isn't that hard to believe? It's amazing. Like, it's like, and it's still funny that everybody looks at him like he's a guy that's going to carry the staff. You're like, you do know 38 starts in three years. Like, like you, you've been happy to get 10 out of him a year. Yeah, it makes, it makes you think if they get – 18 to 20 out of him, they'll be, you know, because wow. 18 to 20 starts out of DeGrom, honestly, the best pitcher in the game. You get 18 to 20 starts, quality starts out of him. I think you would, I think you might take it, really. For 30, what's he making a year? 30, 37. 37 million for 18 starts? I know, it's about two mil a start. I get it, but it's, it's still DeGrom, you know. We'll see what happens. Oh, that's crazy. Well, you know, I mean, the Mets did it last year. Remember, the Mets were just – we just got to have De- DeGrom and Scherzer healthy, and then they got swept in Atlanta and got swept in the playoffs. That yeah. didn't work out. But uh, there you go. Question number one. This one, if you get this one, I, I am 
I, I am. We'll, we'll let you know. I'm a, making the shirt scoop getter if you get this yeah. one. All right. I went to the same high school as Nolan Ryan. Alvin High School. Alvin, Texas. Wow. I'm making, and and he's, a, he's a current Ranger? Current Ranger pitcher. Is it is it is it Cole Reagans? No. Who is it? He throws very hard. Right-handed. Former Red Sox. He's had like 12. Evaldi. Nathan Evaldi. There you go. Same him and Nolan Ryan are the only guys that are coming out of Alvin High School in Texas. Wow. I was about Dang. to say he's had 12 Tommy Johns. <laughs> well, you know Cole Reagans has had he had back-to-back Tommy Johns, the guy pitching tonight. He had, he had Tommy Johns in back-to-back uh, years. Yeah, we saw he pitched against us last, last year, year, and it yeah. was like an unbelievable story because he was a high draft pick, and it just, it just, I mean, the perseverance of someone who's gone through that much rehab and that much pain. Yeah, no question. Yeah, I was the man. Sure. I was the manager for Nolan Ryan's last no hitter. <gasps> oh man, uh, nineteen ninety one. I'll give you the year, and it was the seventh no hitter. Was it Johnny Oates? Mm. No, this guy went on to manage the Mets and wore disguised in the dugout. Oh, okay, Bobby Valentine. <laughs> Bobby, what's okay. a great running back, Bobby Valentine? All right, we'll keep He's going. He's a great athlete, yeah. You might know this one if you like food. The Texas Rangers named a hot dog after me. Who am I? No, my, I'm no. The Boomstick. <laughs> the Boomstick is the name. Oh, the Boomstick? Uh was it Nelly Cruz? There you there go. There you go. Know yeah. your Rangers. <laughs> By the way, Alvin is a city in the United States and Texas within Houston and Woodland Sugarland metropolitan area. Right now, 2020 U.S. Census had a booming metropolis of Alvin, Texas, home of the great Nolan Ryan. At 27,000 people, 27,098. Wow. So can you imagine how many people were in Alvin, Texas, when Nolan Ryan was in high school blowing like high 90s? They had no radar guns. You're a scout yeah. from the New York Mets going to Alvin, Texas. I mean, population was probably around 10,000. I would think maybe yeah maybe five six thousand exactly no yeah. stoplight and you're you're hearing that this kid's throwing harder than anyone's ever seen and you go you go and go yep ah uh, this kid's legit he's legit yeah no, yeah that's pretty awesome wow. I mean what an unbelievable story I didn't realize Alvin Texas was that small um, for us tonight Johnny I you know being on at four o'clock is what I'm I, I'm. This is what's normal for me, right? Yes, yeah. Being on at for 11 sure. is not normal for me. I I like to stay up late, sleep in, so I'm not a I'm not a I unless I'm playing golf, I don't like to get up early. Uh yeah. do you, does tonight kind of give you the sense of like, okay, we're getting close here. Absolutely. I was telling Ed Cole, the in, our, our studio our engineer here, I was saying this is this is I love the night game. We haven't had a night game at spring training. I love it. This this tells us we're getting close. This tells us we're we're getting close to that uh, that home opener, which will be a week from uh, today. Mm-hmm. And the night game, we got a day game tomorrow against the White Sox. A day game against the Brewers uh, at home, and then it's uh, and then they're gonna they'll, uh, they'll take the Showbird. The players take the Showbird up and get ready for uh, get ready for Baybridge series. Pretty exciting, Tony. Aren't Can't you? Wait. I mean, you got to be ready to get back home, right? 
I'm ready to see my wife and kid for sure. I'm yeah. ready to see my wife and kid, but but it, it's been a fun spring, man. I've, I've, I've always gone to spring training town like two or three days with the River Cats. I went two or three days. So to go down for 31 days has been phenomenal. So it's been it's been great. I love it. Yeah, you learn so much not only about the big club, you learn about the minor league system, you yeah. see the guys. So now, you know, when I'm doing the minor league report that I, I do one during the games – uh, you'll now know, like, oh, you know exactly what he looks like. You, I mean, you, mm-hmm. na- you, you'll you now know. It was great going down to Fitch, too, you know, and you know that. Just going down to Fitch yeah. Park and seeing everything and seeing all the minor league coaches. And I know a lot of those minor league coaches. And, and uh, so it was really neat to just be a, be get a pulse of the team on a day-to-day basis instead of going down for two days and, and then seeing from afar. But you know from being down there, there's just something about the dailiness of spring training. And, yeah, the guys are ready to – Get back, uh, get back north. They're ready for this thing to get going. I could tell talking to the clubhouse today, talking to some of the guys. They're ready. They're 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 absolutely ready. Not they're not so much tired. And some of the most of the guys to a man said spring training flew. And I think part of that is the culture of the clubhouse. I think these guys, honestly, I know we say it all the time, but these guys get along great. Like I know some of the guys that have been on other teams have come to this organization. And they they say. Uh, this there's nobody in here that bugs me. There's nobody in this clubhouse that bothers me. And that that's that when you have a big league clubhouse and you have that kind of environment, that, that speaks volumes about the culture. It's pretty cool. All right. You're not with us. Johnny's not with us tomorrow. Yeah. I was going to text you, Johnny. We, we got, we're unfortunately, know your white socks is off the table. We're, we're, we're going to unfortunately going to have to bump you for some guy named Jed Lowry. Oh. I don't blame you at all. I don't blame you a bit. Wow, that's great. I mean, we, jet on. I mean, we can we could text you and just ask you if you know your White Sox if you want. What what side of no, Chicago, no. What, what side of Chicago are the White Sox on? I would say the South Side. Not, not the one. East, not the West, not the North, the South. <laughs> He's already one for one. We'll ask you one more. The White Sox have played baseball for 122 years. How many times have they made the postseason? Uh. Yeah, man. It's uh, shockingly it's, low. It's it's a low 20, number. 2019, 19. Uh, let's see. Shockingly low. 150 Four? years. Well, a little, little, little higher. A little right? higher than that. A little higher. 12. Close. 12. 11. Okay. Isn't that crazy? Uh, that is. As long as that organization's been around, and they've had some talent too. That's crazy. I mean, wow. we we used to bag on the Clippers and the Warriors back in the day. Somebody <laughs> needs to talk about the White Sox. That is <laughs> horrific. <laughs> Yeah, that's awful. All right, we know you got to do play-by-play. So, oh, if you had to guess right now, who's who's starting opening day? I'm gonna say Caprillion. See, I'm with Johnny. I got I got this guy over here trying. Well, yeah, Caprillion start Monday against. I think Caprillion will not start in the Bay Bridge series, and he will go. You know what, Johnny? I like that. That that is. Hey, didn't you have a question for me coming out of the break on one person I would? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you for reminding me. See, you got to pay off the tease, as our old boss used to say. Who would be the one guy that you said, all right, I want, I need to know the vibe of the team. I'm going to ask this guy. Who would it be? S-G-V. Stephen Guy vote. No question about it. He has a feel. He has a pulse. He's been through everything. He, he gets it. He gets the whole vibe of a of a clubhouse, and he gets it quickly. Stephen Guy vote. That's my guy. And he would. And he would be honest. Yes, he would. Yes, he would. And no I, question. And I think. And, and 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 it may be one of the reasons why he's going to make a very good manager someday. I agree. 
I agree. He's got to play. He's got to feel for. He'll have a feel for his coaching staff. He'll have a feel for the yeah. media. He'll have a feel for his players. He'll have a feel for all that stuff. I, he's going to be great. He really is. You're yeah. so, you're solo tonight, right? Solo, absolutely. All right. Yeah. Have a good time. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you. Johnny D. Johnny D. On the spot. The super scooper. <laughs> no, I'm not a. I'm not a. Uh, I must text Brian from last eyebar and ask him to do that. We still should. Johnny needs his own merchandise. Some merch. I guess we'll, you know, hopefully we find out. Hopefully we find out who the opening day starter is soon. Just well, so I, you're just gonna so kind of. I, I mean, you're gonna. I mean, they're. It's. It's not gonna be this big. I mean, the Giants series is coming. Just so I hope. So you're not. Your opening day starter is not going in the Giants series. Uh, yeah. So um, I just want to be vindicated that it's and stick up for my guy Matt Kawahara when he when he writes. I believe. Just, I'm just throwing it out there. So, Mueller comes over in a trade. Right? Yeah. You really gonna roll out Mueller? I don't. I don't think so. Okay. Waldachuk comes over in a trade. Sears in that same trade with him. Mm, but Waldachuk's last start of the year. What did he do? Hey, he's bold enough for last year. Adam Mueller comes over in a trade. <laughs> I mean, these are the, the if you're not going cap. And old Ruzinski's got the bad hammy. You're not rolling out cap. You're going with guys who just came over in trades as your opening day starter. Trevor, but once again, I, I don't think front offices care like we do. Trevor I May, think front offices just go, this is game one of 162 games. What does it matter? Trevor May used to be a starter. Maybe it's him. Oh, stop. <laughs> well, they Everybody's been a starter at one point. Well, I mean, a major league starter. Domingo Acevedo going game one. I mean, he did throw 70 times last year. Why not? I mean, Domingo can give you three. Isn't that crazy? No clue. We have no clue. We're a week from the season, and we have zero clue who's going to be starting well, opening well, day. Then again, the that Angels- used to be like, who's the opening day starter? People would debate it. If you had, like, two good guys, you know, if you had one guy like, oh, this is his eighth opening day start, that was a big deal. Now it's like, eh, just, just let us know. Wait, so you're telling me Kendall Graveman ain't gonna start isn't starting opening day? Back first? to back <laughs> years Kendall Graveman started opening day. Remember, Sonny Gray had food poisoning. That's back a, to back years, Kendall Graveman. That's now White Sox Oh, is he the he he might be the closer right now while Liam's he, he is. Yeah. Team USA. Back to back you know, the back end of the bullpen for the White Sox are both A's A's greats. Think opening day that. starters and a guy that started the wild card game for the A's. A guy who was DFA'd, who then started a wild card game, who then was on the media, media guide. guide. Can't make that up. Liam, we're wishing you the best. Hope to see you soon, buddy. Love Liam Hendricks. Uh, God, we didn't have time to get to. Maybe we'll do this tomorrow. Interesting how people have, and they'll give us time to to give you some more Otani and Trout stouts, stats. We'll play Hate Your Angels. <laughs> Man, if you said anything about Otani or Trout that people didn't like, oh, the baseball universe was coming after you. They were coming after you. Sometimes you just got to delve into the numbers a little bit. That's what we did. Did you know? I'll give you one for Otani. Did you know that half of his home runs last year came against four teams. 
I didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't, I, oh, you didn't know that. I didn't d- dive deep enough down that rabbit oh, hole. Oh, I did a rabbit hole on Shohei Otani yesterday. Half of his home runs. First of all, if you go and look at how good Aaron Judge's year was last year. It was incredible. Oh, my God. And he, oh, by the way. Go he, look at Aaron Judge's numbers five against teams 500 or better. He might have had one of the best years in the history of baseball against good teams. It's insane. But Shohei Otani, half of his home runs came against Mariners? No. Athletics? A's. Rangers. Rangers. Don't tell me Houston. Kansas City. Detroit. And, and Detroit. How many times did they play them? They only put them six. Half times. of his home runs came against four really struggling teams. He beat up on the bad teams. For sure. Half of his home runs. That's the yeah, That's hey, it's it's you you get but but it 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 just shows you, you know, that's why I like we gotta come up with a name for the new segment. It's basically fighting numbers with numbers. Because people try and throw num- use numbers to fight you. Well, if you don't fight back with numbers, you know, oh, you're an idiot. Well, all of a sudden, you can you can use different numbers to fight back. Like, when you say that, it kind of goes, whoa. Um, any, any idea what uh, – We got to go. But what, what Otani's ERA was in his losses? Probably over – it's over six. So, you know that – oh, it's not his fault he lost. Well, what's that saying you have? Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. Take it from my hands. Oh, great show today. Tomorrow. Thank you. Tomorrow. Eno Saris at 1130. Wow. Blummer at 12. Wow. And Jed Lowry at 1230. That is a big league lineup. Link Soul. Go to linksoul.com. It's top clothing. You're absolutely going to love it. Men and women. Golf. Going out. Dinner. You name it, beach, linksoul.com. That's linksoul.com. We'll see everybody tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Chris Towns, and there are two things that are a must for me. Comfort and style. Whether I'm playing golf, going to dinner, I've got to have the right feel. That's why I've partnered with Link Soul, and you're going to love Link Soul. They have just released their new spring line, new fabrics for their polos, lightweight and perfect for technical performance. Link Soul also has new styles for their layers and hoodies with cool prints and seasonal colors. You know what they say in the big leagues, look good, play good. Go to linksoul.com. That's linksoul.com. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.